up, babes. <laughs> oh my god, what is this weather? It's gone from. It's so cold. They can't get straight into weather. Why can't I? Because it's like we need to be like hello. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what I came up in the shower today? I was gonna be like, oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my nah, oh my babes. <laughs> okay. Do you like that intro? Um undecided. I was like levering my bits and I was just like in the shower, like, oh my darling. And I was like, I'm gonna do that today. Anyway, how are we doing, babes? London Town and Beyond, we are back again. We are two days after the last one. Yeah, like we're legit now. We're rolling, rolling, rolling. Um and today. We have, um, <laughs> how would we describe this person? You could say that they're an international DJ on the rise, like they're a super kid, like Peckham, um, OG. I mean, there's a lot of descriptive terms we could choose for them, but I also, this person is my friend. Mm. Yeah. And we also have a f- love for Katie's fried chicken. I'm sure we're going to dig into that. Yeah, and that would be not one of our sponsors. Please, can we <laughs> welcome, a massive welcome to a Mr. Mark Ashley Dupay. What's the matter? I just wanted to say, like, these CBD drinks are really good. Like, I feel like we've been all <laughs> on the kombucha hype. <laughs> but, like, maybe we should be moving on. There's, like, these trips, CBD oh, drinks. <laughs> my God. He's looking at me like I've done something wrong. I was like, fuck, what have I done? Have I, like, pronounced my own friend's name wrong? But no, Mr. Robs is high on CBD. Can you get high on CBD? I don't know. I don't know. Should we call it the trip? Oh, they're actually called trip. I thought you were talking Take about a like trip. a trip. But they're very good. Oh, they've got like a piece of all. There you go, people. Recommendations. Don't say we don't do anything for <laughs> Anyway, you. this is not about trip and not about CBD <laughs> yeah, or sorry. Rob being high. This is about Mark Ashley Dubai. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. I got here. You got here. Finally. I know. Well, listen, coming from Peckham, <laughs> yeah. I think you were how many? Two days? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Two days. Last like, Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, listen, we're going to kick off with the first question. Mm-hmm. It is a staple question, obviously, because it's in the bloody name. Are you all right, babes? I'm really all right. <laughs> oh. I'm good. Are you? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm tired, but I'm tired because I've been working. She's been booked and busy. I, listen, she's been blessed. Bu- blessed and busy. And every time I look at my social media, I see your name. Here, I see your name. What's yeah. that gif when they're like, <gasps> Mayhem Miller with her eyes when she's just like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's how I feel every time I open my social media and see your name. <laughs> well, you know what? After the pandemic or during the pandemic, I was just like, fuck. I was like, this is such a long time to not have been doing anything. Yeah. So I was just like, I wonder if anyone's going to remember me. But they did. You are <laughs> oh, legendary. They you did. are iconic. You are Peckham's greatest. <laughs> well, funny you should say that. I'm on a... I've just started recording for a new TV show uh, on ITV2. A week in the... It's on ITV2. It's on ITV2. Uh, it launches on Wednesday, the 20th of October. Are we getting exclusive. the first? Are we getting exclusive? Getting That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, you're, you're getting an exclusive. <laughs> Nobody knows this. Um, and it's called Peckham's Finest. Oh, my God. Ding, Hello. ding, ding. Exclusive. So like exclusive. a so like a Towie kind of reality well, they, TV show. It's <laughs> it was angled as a docky docu docky a docky a docu- <laughs> isn't that Dobby <laughs> isn't that Harry Potter <laughs> a docu docu series a docu series. Um, Thank fuck for Rob. But it's definitely giving me um, Towie energy right now. It's just like drama and chaos. That's so cool. So I've been filming that since the end of August, and I'll be filming that up until the middle of November. You're perfect for telly. Yeah. I'd watch on my telly. <laughs> do, you <know> what? <laughs> it's, do you know what? It's just really weird. It's something that I feel like I manifested. And now that it's here, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. What have you done? Because it's 
like the promo drops next week and oh. I've had to do all this kind of stuff like, hi, my name's Mark Ashley and you need to tune into ITV2. Oh my God, like, it's like proper it's, Love Island. Yeah, I've got to do all of that. Like, today's the day, guys. Make sure you tune in at 10 p.m. Oh my God. Um, like, I'm just like, oh my God. That's like Are we going to see you across like buses and stuff in London? On buses? Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, not actually on the bus. Like on the yeah. side of the bus. We the may not on yeah, the We bus. had to do like... On the 59 guys. Yeah. <laughs> from Peg. Yeah. <laughs> I had to do like all the press stuff on Monday for it. So I had to do stuff for TikTok. I had to do stuff for ITV. You know, Rob... And I had to do stuff for ITV Hub. Is the... Rob does something with TikTok. <laughs> what do you do for TikTok, Rob? I do work for TikTok, but you know... Yeah, Keep but we'll tell you after. But Rob works for TikTok. Okay. Yes, yeah, so he's your man. He's your man for, <laughs> oh, for TikTok. So you get me a blue tick, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. No. Yeah. Oh, right. What about uh, if you can do that? Where the fuck is my blue tick? You need to start <laughs> really posting content, babes. Oh, every time I post, you shade me. Anyway, it's not about anyway. me. You shading me. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's amazing. So are you gonna get like? No doubt, if you're doing ITV ads, like a little plug plug things, no doubt you're going to get like a pretty little things kind of like. But that's what all my friends <laughs> are. Like, like the next Molly May. Oh, Boohoo Man. <laughs> Can you imagine creative director of Pretty Little Thing or Boohoo Man? Yeah. Like, they got one mil in the bank. They're going to want you, girl. They're gonna be well, like, I'm just manifesting like, on the side of the success from it. Yeah. I don't, I'm still not sure if I'm cut out to be a reality TV star. It's a lot. Yeah. So does it sort of follow? Is I'm get I'm like reading between the lines of Peckham's finest, and obviously your DJ radio host. Like, does it kind of follow different people in different walks of life and different yeah, so careers? It's, it's in all Peckham? different. Like it's young black creatives mainly from Peckham. Sorry, she's <laughs> so drinking a Fanta. It's the Fanta's got me all um bubbly, it's gassy, isn't it? Gassy, yeah, <laughs> yeah like belching down the yeah. Um, right, yeah, it. For, Follows the lives of some like young black creatives from Peckham. I think I'm the eldest. Wait, but you're young. You're like hella young. I'm 33. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the melanin. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. Wonders. <laughs> it always kicks in at the right time. What that shit? Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, I think I'm the eldest. And it follows like some people who do art. It follows people who are DJs. I think there's two DJs. There's a fashion stylist on it. There's a body confidence coach. Um, there's the flag twins who are just like um, chaos personified, but there's two of them. Um, flag gonna, twins? Who are these? The flag twins. Wh- who are they? Oh, you're gonna find out. You they need to tune great. in. On Instagram. Oh, are they God. like like the cock destroyers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're like two African boys. And they're just wild. And they're, chaos. and they're just chaos. I want to go out with them and peck them. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. But there's, not, there's not a dull moment with them. But I'm in, like, I'm enjoying it. But it's just weird, you know. Like I went from lockdown sh- straight basically into filming the show, and then you've got like camera crew following you everywhere. And that's like, such a bit weird experience. Like one second, can we just get you to like? Whoop, da, 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 can you do it again? Yeah, can you do that again? Blah blah blah. There's like, and then you got to do these things called like flyers, which are like you know like the VTs on um, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. Where you like talk about what's just happened in that scene, uh, or what's yeah, happening yeah, in that yeah, scene. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be um, interesting. They're really trying to push for like this like. Um, <laughs> this like love story between me and my ex. No, is your ex on it? Yeah. Well, they interviewed me and they were like, "Right, we need to know everything about you." So I told them everything about me, and including that was like my love life. <laughs> and, and they were like, "Oh, like you're still good friends with your ex?" And I was like, "Yeah, like we've been split up for two years, but we still like hang out. My mum still talks to him basically every other day." Like so they were like, oh. "Okay," and they just like jumped onto that. Those little vultures, aren't they? Yeah, they so just now, start creating stories. Oh my god! So they're like, tell you they're literally 
trying to unpack so much trauma oh, and I'm God. just like I did not sign up for this it's like yeah. X on the beach vibes yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna be yeah you're gonna you're gonna get a wow. little bit of everything you get like I'm, I've done so far from like two events of my own I've done stuff with my mum I've done stuff with Alex my ex I've done stuff with my friend Nick um, and then I've done stuff with the cast as well so there's like I'm in quite a lot of it I'm main cast you got main cast and then you've got the cast. Baby, sounds like you're the lead. I can't wait for this. <laughs> like, you're the main character. It should just be the Mark Ashley Dupay show. Well, I'm hoping for a spin-off <laughs> at some point. What do you want to be your spin-off to be? Let's manifest it now, babe. Yeah, you know, like I just want my spin-off to be it to really embody what I'm about. Because at the moment, I've come doing like, you know, like season like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so ask, I'll ask the question then. What, okay. what, what, is, what is you about? What, what, what is, is your, you about? What am I about? <laughs> yeah. Right, so, you know, I'm 33 years old. Yeah, <laughs> tell us. I'm from yeah. Peckham. Oh my God, love Peckham. Born and raised. Legit. <laughs> I'm a queer DJ and events planner. Mm-hmm. Ah. I used to say club promoter, but that sounds a bit like... But you are, though. And you yeah, are. I still are. Yeah, I just want to use planner because, you know, that like, planner is kind of like, it means I could do anything. Yeah. What else do I do? I do TV. Yeah, <laughs> added to the list. <laughs> and I do radio. So radio I started during lockdown because um obviously lockdown lockdown got announced. I'm basically a full time DJ and club promoter. Mm. And I was kind of like, fuck, mm. like, what am I gonna do? So maybe for like the first three weeks I contemplated doing OnlyFans. We all did. Yeah, and I was just like, do you know what? So I started taking really kind of like um arty, salacious photos of myself. I was just salacious, like, what's that mean? Salacious means kind of like it's like a fancy word for slutty. Oh my god! <laughs> like I'm, yeah, like you would. Um, so I'm salacious. You would. You'd have saliva over people. I think that's where the word comes from. You like. Nom, nom, nom. That's salacious. Changes Instagram to <laughs> salacious. <laughs> <laughs> Sloppy and salacious. <laughs> yeah, that's better. <laughs> Messy. Messy. Some would say. Um. So yeah, I did. I contemplated doing. Yeah, I was taking all these photos and um. But I was trying to do them because I didn't want anyone to know it was me. But I've got tattoos. My bedroom's kind mm. of like, I'm always like Instagramming in my room. Yeah, so people know you, babe. People was like, they will know that's your room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, Fat Tony was like, you fucking do that. Oh my God, and, Fat Tony. And your, re- your career will be ruined, babe. So I was just like, do you know what? I feel like I'm just going through a moment. I'm going to have like a, a minor mini <laughs> breakdown. So I was just like, okay, maybe I'll just store these away in like a hidden folder. Maybe. Save it for a rainy day. Save it for a rainy day. Or, you know, for like, if I just want to like send out a... Yeah. <laughs> like, like, just a little like... Here's great, some great nudes. Yeah, so yeah. here's some great nudes I took in March 2020. Did you give them to ITV? No. Please also send some more information on me. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah they don't know about the... Um, no. no. Oh, yeah. you tell oh, what well, they like do a, now. I started like a whole... What do you call them? Like a, a, a thotty Twitter? You like an alt, an alt Twitter. Yeah, like an alt Twitter. Yeah. What is this like? An, what are you two talking about? I, we I'm just un- we haven't talked about this yet on the podcast, and I feel like it would be just worthy of its own episode. Okay. When people have alt Twitters or alt Instagrams, that is like they don't, people don't know it's you. So you'd have a name that isn't you. Yeah. You'd have an avatar that isn't you, mm-hmm. and it'd be private. But you only let people who are your friends, so they can be called a. So Finster. on Instagram, they're called a Finster. Yeah. 
And then on Twitter, they just called it alt. But you can post whatever you want. You like you po- could post like people just post it. You know, you can imagine what people post. I won't go into the detail. Oh, if you could go into the detail, that'd be great. Or if you could show things. me the detail. Twitter is better. Oh, I'll show like, you my, maybe I'll show you my <laughs> alt Twitter later. Oh my God, yeah, I'd love to see this shit. Because <laughs> you can post whatever you want on Twitter and it's fine. Let's go oh, chicken go. shop and you can show me, yeah? <laughs> yeah here I am. I'm like, oh my God. Soaping myself up in the shower. Yes, love that content. Um, so yeah, I had this alt Twitter. But anyway, I shouldn't even say too much about that because people are going to be like, <laughs> people are going to be searching for that shit. trying to find that shit now. Um... That Tony's going to be stressing. He's going to be like, Why did you mention it? <laughs> yeah. So then I was just like, do you know what? I've always wanted to do radio. And what, that's what a perfect time to yeah. do radio because yeah. everybody was at home listen, and can listen. Yeah. Plus it was like a loophole in a way to see people, yeah. I suppose. Like, like, come down to my radio show. <laughs> it's a workspace. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's this a, was a workspace. We were the same. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, come in, please. Come in. Yeah, we'll keep <laughs> two meters apart. Yeah, even but though we we'll won't. Right we'll cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll do, we'll salivate. No, what was that word? Salacious. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, tell us more or tell people listening more about your radio show. Right, so my radio show was all about kind of um, giving a voice to like young black queer voices. Mm. Giving a voice to young black queer bodies, bodies people, individuals yeah. who I felt like didn't maybe get the same opportunities that like our white gay counterparts got. Mm. Yeah. So I brought on people who were working in like the arts, performing arts, music, TV, or just people that I knew from the scene, DJs. And we just spoke about things that we just needed to talk about and unpack like... Are you alright, babes? Yeah. yeah. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, starting off with that, just talking about things like how people's mental health was, um, how people's mental health was being affected by the pandemic. Mm. Um, just having a catch up, chatting shit, playing a bit chit-chat. of music. Yeah, it was just I did listen on a few occasions. I must be right, babe, because I mean, we were all fucking bored in lockdown, did nothing. I was just lying <laughs> in bed and same pair of pants, just like looking at your social media. Not, I was in your pants because I was t- <laughs> yeah. touching myself or anything, babe, but you know what I mean. <laughs> That's also fine if you were. Yeah, I, okay, I was fine. And I've got a really sexy voice. <laughs> you do. It's perfect for radio. Has anyone said perfect that? Perfect for radio. So, um,. That kind of really kept me entertained throughout the whole of the pandemic. It gave me like purpose and it meant that like I had, I was going a bit crazy at one point. Yeah. Cause I think I started that maybe like three or four months into it. Cause I felt like I was just laying flat on my back. Yeah. Mm. Taking pictures for this alternate thing. <laughs> yeah. But that was only for like a, f- a few weeks. <laughs> That's for you. <laughs> you know, the reason why James wanted to start this podcast and we've always had it is the common thread through all of it is how did people in the nightlife industries, the creative industries, what the fuck did it like yeah, when we were shut like, down for a year? What did what yeah. did you do? Like I I'm I'm a nine to five, you know, Dolly Park corporate <laughs> corporate <laughs> person. Um, so I you know had that job. So you but, had that job, yeah. yeah. No, it was really scary. I love, but I just felt like as long as I do this, and it was like it was free. Like I wasn't getting paid to do it. But it was just like a good way to keep the community connected. Yeah, and it just kept. It just meant that my name i wasn't not doing anything yeah so that it just meant that like once the pandemic finished yeah when disappeared i think we're still in it i don't know if we are well, i mean this kind of disappeared overnight yeah but it i feel like it touch words everyone touch wood okay well that's not wood <laughs> <laughs> james reached for my crotch <laughs> obviously naughty it's on brand do you know what that, that i love that because you were similar right we a similar purpose to why we created what we did and you must have learned so much about so many things or people that you never knew before and then not only did it keep your name out there but it diversified 
what you did, right? Yeah. And now what you're known for. Yeah, now I can add like TV presenter and your handbag. <laughs> no, TV <laughs> presenter, I'm sorry. You got radio. <laughs> like, I'm just jumping the gun here. Not yeah. like TV, not Hollywood B yet. Yeah. Um, radio presenter and radio producer because obviously I was producing these programs myself so I was mm. like finding a guest yeah. sorting everything out sorting out the content structuring it like do you L- know what I mean listeners let's tell you right this takes time it takes yeah. time having to research all this stuff but mm. I enjoyed it it kept me busy it kept me sane I don't feel like I'd most not that I wouldn't be sitting here but maybe I wouldn't be like as um full or like I don't know yeah what was like one of your was one of your favourite moments of the show are you still doing the show is that still no so basically I was on one radio station then I left that radio station and took it back to Fred's so now it's on Fred's twice it was every Wednesday on EXT now it's every other Wednesday on Fred's radio but because I've been recording because I'm now a uh, reality <laughs> Did you mention that? <laughs> Did I mention that? <laughs> Maybe a couple times. <laughs> um, I haven't been doing it in the same format. So I've just been going in and doing DJ sets. I haven't really been interviewing anybody. Mm. But I'm about to do one for the show anyway. Oh, amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. So um, it's been... Do you know what? The one thing that's, come, that's been really good from the sh- radio show is that I felt like a lot of people must have like tuned into it because it then led to me getting a lot of work coming out of the pandemic and people were like oh my god we're listening to your radio show we really want you to do this so i'm just like oh my god yeah. yes yes and i just felt like keeping a positive mental attitude hashtag bimini um <laughs> we love you bimini we love you bimini i'm keeping a pm um positive mental attitude meant that um i think i just attracted good shit mm. for when i came out so i'm just gonna i'm just trying to keep on that on that momentum just like you know do you know what? it gives people access to you on like a personal level but also in like light-hearted moments or fun or they get to know who you really are because when you play or you dj right that or you run a net they don't get to know you they get to yeah. know the club you and yeah, the, club, get, yeah. the, the club you is a different you because <laughs> when that door shuts and it's just you by yourself and you go home alone you're like oh the party's finished like you know okay cool i'm on my own i try to have fun at my parties but i'm such a stressy person <laughs> and i've got like uh i've got an idea of what i want this party to look like yeah. and like so i'm very kind of like why is this not happening and sometimes my friends come to me and they're like are you okay i'm like i'm fine thanks they're like no you're not like take a deep breath i can't really relax until the doors are closed yeah, yeah like do you get what i mean or somebody wants to come and have a like a chat with you and i'm like Apes, I really want to talk to you, but I can't because I've just got to go and give the yeah, DJ yeah, some yeah. drink tokens and then I've got to go and the photographer's not here yet. And blah, blah, blah. Like, do you get what I mean? But I do enjoy it. Like, I do enjoy it. And I thought I had the pandemic was a really good moment for me to have a time out because I've been doing this since 2009 or 10 roughly like mm. club promotion mm. whether it was me hosting other people's events and then going into club promotion and then learning to dj so you get from like 2009 to um 2020 and i was realized that every single weekend for over 10 years i've been doing nightlife so it was really nice to wake up yeah. on a saturday not have a hangover not be tired like i had all this time to kind of like my ears got to rest yeah. from the ringing you can actually of, hear stuff like, you like, can hear oh. stuff like do you know what i mean and i was just like at the beginning when they were like oh we're gonna be let back out i had all this anxiety yeah. i was just like, <laughs> like like my bedroom right now is my sanctuary i've made yeah. it so nice like i've got all the mood lighting that you could possibly 
think of hmm. like no overhead lighting it's all coming from the ground I love an certain, up lighter like, do you get what I mean yeah like a Philips true colour yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the different colours with the remote innit with the remote like, I'm, just like, I'm feeling purple yeah that's what yeah. yeah I've got this floating cloud thing that like does Ooh. all this wild shit oh, like a, like a space like look up like in it's like space no, it's like, <laughs> I, yeah my friend made it out of like chicken wire and cotton wool <laughs> with like and a thing but is your friend also from peckham no 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 he's not i'm but loving his creativity i'm gonna send you a picture of this thing i want like, i want your friend to create me put a cloud yeah, yeah <laughs> chicken he, wire. he installed it for wall. club nights and then i was just like i need one of these so he made me one so at first it was like hanging in the middle of my bedroom and people were coming to me and they're like are you what are you going through <laughs> because i was buying I kept going out and spending all my money on plants as well. So now I've got like... It's grounding though. You need to, right? I've got about 30 to 40 plants now in my room. Oh, I don't plant know. daddy. Yeah, I know. I'm a proper plant daddy. And yeah. I, 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 can't, I, I can't get enough. <laughs> I basically <laughs> bought a tree the other day. I was walking past the florist and they were like, we've got this tree. And I was like, 40 pounds. For like, a tree? For a tree. All that wisdom. And yeah, and I was just like, I'm going to have to get it. So now I've got this fuck off tree <laughs> in my room. But when I wake up, I really do feel like... like how are you going to... But, but it's, like, it's giving me Jumanji vibes. And that's all it. I want. Amazing. That's all I want. Like the oxygen. Like you, the oxygen. This is really why your good. skin is so great. Yeah, yeah. No, honestly, my room is so zen. I've got my incense burning. Like, do you get me? Like, yeah, but this come tree, round, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll come round. We'll come round. Oh, okay, <laughs> we're going to go. We're just going to come coach in your room. Bye. Bye. Listen. Podcast over. Bye. See you later. We'll be Come next week. This tree, two things. Okay, the tree. Where is it gonna grow? How big is your room? Do you know what? I didn't realize how big the tree was. Baby, it's a fucking tree. <laughs> Until I got in, I've got really high ceilings in it. But then I got it in, and I was like, wow, like <laughs> you're really giving me like outside, yeah, inside. <laughs> Outside, inside, yeah. park vibes. Bougainvillea. Kind of, yeah, like, like my, my flatmate was like, babe, this is a tree. And I was like, it is a tree, isn't it? <laughs> like, I was like, this is a whole fucking tree. Do you know what it looks like? You know that when you walk down the bush, street? A tree. No, it's a tree. Do you know when you're walking down the street and you've got those little, like, <laughs> those thin breathe. little trees that are on the pavement? Palm tree? <laughs> no, you know, like, you could, like, oh, like a standard, like, road. When they first plant those baby trees in it, it's like one of those. Oh, oh yeah. So they, oh, that's the full on tree. You are listening to the Gardener's World podcast. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Charlie Dimmock, please get in touch. <laughs> Charlie Dimmock. You know I'm going to try and find you a picture of my baby. Yeah, please do. I'm gonna, we're going to put it on the gram as well. So you talked about it quite a lot there. Yeah. So I guess we kind of need to like dive into it a little bit more detail. Okay. Club nights. You've promoted other people's club nights and then it led to your own night, which... Mm-hmm. It's just, I just love the name. I love the artwork. It's just so like, it's just, yeah. So tell me a little bit more about that, please. <laughs> right, so I was basically a club kid. I was raving from I was like 15 till I was like 21. And I realised I was spending a lot of money in the club and not bringing <laughs> any money home. <laughs> so I was just like, I need to change this. So I feel like I started, I ran, I started like this little baby night um, called Deuces in Vauxhall with my friend Cartel Brown. And then on the side of that, I started hosting it, like room service. I was hosting at like, Gravity. And I was just like, Oh my God, I remember. Yeah, those days. I always come to you, Gravity. Oh my yeah. God, stop it. And everyone used to be like, You got a guest list, you got a guest list. So then from that, I feel like certain people started to notice they're like, Oh my God, like you you could fill a whole club. Mm. Like, why don't you do your own club night? So that's when this guy called Jim Warboy um, was like, I want you to come and take over the room two of my. Why do I know Jim? Jim Warboy, like, he's like a legend from the East London scene. I know this name. An innovator, I would call him. I would love that. Um, 
He allowed me to take over the room too at East Block for his night SOS. Oh, and he's just like, oh, give the club, give the room a night, um, like a name. So I was just like, I'm going to call it Dupe's Den. And that's where Dupe's Den came from. And then Dupe's Den took off. And then every, yeah, Dupe's Den was like a moment. Like if you missed out on Dupe's Den, I don't know where you were. <laughs> but you um, missed out, child. You yeah. And out. then from Dupe's Den, I got the block party. And then other people started contacting me and just been like, I want you to come to your club night here. And then we are here. So I feel like the first night, the, the launch of Dupe's Den was the 23rd of July, 2011. It was the same day that Amy Winehouse died. Oh God. And I was just wow. like, I can't do this. I was like, it's so disrespectful to her, her spirit. People were looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, like I'm going through your party. And I was just like, I'm distraught. Like I'm mourning. Like, I think we got the news at like four o'clock and there was like six hours to go. And I was like crying over my balcony. Um, but it ended up being a really sick night. Beth Ditto came down and it was like sick. <gasps> baby, 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 I know what you're Yeah, she was singing Amy <laughs> Love that track. Fucking I, I banger, know, I know right? exactly that. Yeah, yeah banger. A banger. banger. Um, she came down and sang barefooted all night on the mic doing Amy Winehouse oh, tributes in the main room. Really people were like, oh my God, she's doing a party. FDO's next door. Um but yeah, since then I've I did Misfits London. I've done like, I've done so many different events, but my current one is Jungle Kitty. Mm -hmm. I love that name. I was literally just looking for that sound, but I couldn't quite get my mouth to do it. <laughs> but you'll see me on the Jungle Kitty's account, just purring on everybody's account. <laughs> <laughs> Jungle, Jungle Kitty is very salacious because she can just purr. If oh, she puts on the spit, she'll just be like. She's, what's her story? The Jungle Kitty character because so like, the Jungle Kitty character sexy. actually came from. Is it you in drag? No, that's Grace. Do you remember you did Joanna the Scammer? Yeah. I did. Oh my god, that was. Have you seen it, Rob? No. Oh my god, I cannot. Eat you and your ex you. were very. Yeah, um, he still. He doesn't stop going on about it. He yeah, loves it. He's Which one? from that day. And and um the other the other the, the dj that's an ex oh right oh yeah. that one yeah. oh that oh, one that, okay. <laughs> oh that you can say that about all of them for fuck's sake oh they're all djs <laughs> uh no i've only de oh, no okay. but like just generally just like oh, oh that oh, one do you know what i mean like one. oh that one there's a reason these people are exes <laughs> yeah shall we move <laughs> let's keep it moving yeah. right, so drag race um bb zahara bonnet Zizu, B Zizu. yeah Bibi Zahara. Bibi Zahara Bene. She had a song called Jungle Kitty. Oh, oh yes. Oh, I'm Kitty, bitch. Yeah. yeah. All of that. Oh, my so God. So I was just like, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, that's a fire name for a club. And when I started it, I was just like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to call the like, Jungle Kitty and I'm going to book her to come down and perform. And that nearly happened at the Ace Hotel. No. But then I don't know what happened. And they were just like, she's too expensive. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But anyway, but Jungle, Jungle Kitty. <laughs> so the first Jungle Kitty was really bad. What was it? I did it at this um, gin brewery in Hackney, just by like yeah. Hackney Central. Um, yeah, Hackney Central. And it was like a daytime party at the end of um, summer 2018. And I was just like, everyone's like, yeah, we're going to come, babes. It ended up being the hottest day of the year. Oh, so fuck. everybody went to the park and got fucked up and didn't come. And I had this like massive outdoor event and it didn't work. But then Dawson Superstore contacted me and were like, oh, we saw that you did this night called Jungle Kids. Sounds really cool. You want you to do it? And then basically the following year on the March, so we're talking March 2019, it launched there. And then I did it for a whole year. And then the pandemic happened. Can I just say, um, 
I'm really sorry that me and producer Robs didn't come. We were actually in that park getting fucked up, and that was the reason why we couldn't come <laughs> to the gin brewery. <laughs> <laughs> the jungle oh, it, it was it was such a sick venue. You would have had so much fun, but you know what? Like. It is what it is. It Nobody is. came. I ended up losing so much money because I had to pay for all these DJs. Oh, God. Yeah, I had a photographer. Like, I really went to town on, like, the decorations for the event. But, like, yeah, it is what it is. But... Oh, but it's, it worked. It's it worked. Silver linings. It, no, silver linings. And then obviously we had a, the last event I did before the pandemic was the 6th of March 2020. And then um, it got announced that we were going into a pandemic. So it was only a year old. Took a whole year off or 18 months off. And then I've come back and she's bigger and badder than ever. She's a badass bitch, this yeah. jungle kid. I've got, a, tell you. I've, got a two, I've got a two year old now. Aww. What kind she, of What kind of music? Because I was going to say, is it it's not jungle music, right? No. So it's all about... Right, so she's called Jungle Kitty and she comes from the planet Pekanda. <laughs> Pekanda forever. Did you did you write a full on story about it? Yeah, I wrote this? a full on story yeah. she's basically <laughs> come from Can we get it from Amazon? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Pekanda. She's basically come here to save us from all the awful The shit clubs. The shit clubs. <laughs> like do you know what I mean? Oh Shall we God. say it? No, I'm joking. We can't do that. No, bless them. They've got to make their money. <laughs> but all the music is like it's unapologetically black and queer basically yes babe yeah so it's like it is afro beats it is dancehall it's reggaeton but it's kind of music that you'll find that with places that have jungles mm. so like amazon jungle the african jungle the asian jungle like, thank you for explaining yeah just in case where you i didn't can find jungles there's, there's, you know, <laughs> there's none in australia because well. i actually did not know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there quite a big is there quite a big queer music scene in Afrobeats and those kind of genres. Well, of course, well, there's queer people everywhere, but I just don't feel like even in the Asian jungle. Even in the Asian jungle, but what? <laughs> no so, way. Um, I just felt like I was really tired of going to events where I was either getting booked to come and be like the black DJ mm. to either provide that music mm. to maybe people who weren't necessarily appreciating it as much as what the culture yeah. would actually appreciate it yeah. um or like getting booked and being like oh you're in an r&b room and then all the other djs are playing like <laughs> top 40 rihanna yeah. like do you get what i mean i was just like i want to play music that like when the black kids come they're like oh my god like my mum would like i've heard that yeah. at home or i've grown up with that or it's a rhythm heard that. yeah yeah like do you, you get what i mean know. so like you're gonna come there and it's the energy is level 100 the music is on point um and you're just gonna get like it's gonna have a great time. I love. I literally love Jungle Kitty. Every Jungle Kitty. I. I, I it's one of the few parties that I run that I actually don't get stressed about because I know that once the doors open, people are gonna turn up. They're gonna have a great time. The lineup is always really sick. Like, do you get know what I mean? And any floor that I go on, I see exactly what I imagined when I first started the event. Um, listen, we got to talk about something that's so fucking amazing. I'm so proud of you. Like it just, I saw this and I remember sending you a voice note because I was just like, oh, just my, my girl. Um, you played the main fucking stage at Mighty Hoopla. I did. I just did that. How? Was that first time playing a festival? Like that It wasn't bit? my first time playing a festival, but it was my first time playing a main stage of a festival. And I got really bad um, imposter yeah. syndrome. Oh, I can imagine. So I woke up the whole week running up to that. I was really nervous and I, I was like i was like i know i'm gonna fuck this up i don't know what it was my brain was like doing something crazy and then on the morning i tried to do a set before i went out and i just i couldn't mix <laughs> you know that one's in it you're yeah, like, you practice yeah, yeah like, i was just like i can't I was, mix like, anymore i've lost it I, was like, I can't do this i can't do this <laughs> everybody was just like 
just chill. Like they were like giving me shots of tequila. Like, do you know what I mean? And then I got there and I saw the stage. I was just like, oh my God, I think I'm going to pass out. But then I got up there and I, I just went into like autopilot mode. It was an insane experience. I didn't actually even play for that long. And that's what I realised. Like, when you're on the main stage, yeah. there's so much shit going on. Halfway through, like, I think Daddy St. James and um, We're Not A Phase. No, It's Not A Phase. Oh, just, yeah, yeah, Just yeah. came onto the stage halfway through, like, a whole carnival. And I was like, they were like, just let me sit down. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, like... It got me over the nerves of doing it, mm. and now I'm like, okay. So if I have were to, if I was to do the main stage next year, I wouldn't get myself so like angst up. Yeah, mm. but it's it's weird. Like obviously the whole pandemic, you're doing like online stuff, or all the shows that I've done, all the gigs that I've done, I've kind of been like in clubs, like Dawson Superstore here, here, here. So then to then go out and there's like twenty thousand people looking at you, you're a bit like, what the hell is going? You on? You can't really see anything. They're just dots. Well, I didn't look up. All my mates were texting me like, "Look up, look up, smile!" Like, why are you not dancing? Because, oh, sorry, this fan <laughs> <laughs> this fan wants to like really embarrass me today. Um, yeah, all my mates are like, "Look up," because normally when I'm DJing, I I'm like dancing, I'm like doing my thing, like I feel like I'll get into it. But all the clips I see of me, I'm like this. <laughs> professional focus yeah and I'm like I look up like from time to time and I see something I'm people like, checking the BPM <laughs> like yeah it's definitely the same yeah. okay cool yeah <laughs> and it's weird because the, the booth monitor wasn't like booth monitor it wasn't doing what it was supposed to do it didn't get the assignment they never oh wait really like legit it didn't or no like, I was just like you should definitely be louder yeah so I was just like you know like the main speakers are obviously like booming out and coming back. And there's like a delay. There's yeah, like, so I like, had yeah. to have the headphones on and just really be mixing from here, which I'm not really used to. I kind of have usually have like one ear off. You did a call, yeah, like yeah, that like, half and half, like right, yeah. But that wouldn't that really throw you off when you're like you just got to then if you're not used to mixing like that, I'd be like, what the fuck? What do you, I do? Over the years, I've had to get you've yeah. got to get used to it because some places you go there and you're like, oh, where's the booth? And they're like, there isn't one. Yeah, and you're like, what? Yeah, and then the song. You hear it, but it, yeah, it bounces, it goes to the back of the room and then comes back at you. And then that's what you hear. So then when mm. you're mixing in another song, then you start hearing tractors and <laughs> the struggle <laughs> is the lorry crashes and you're like, <laughs> what is going on? So yeah. So uh, we've got to ask, uh, because we are running out of time, but we've got to ask Oh my you. God, we've just been chin wagging about <laughs> That's what I told you, it's going to be well fun. Okay. I'm going to have some more chocolate. Music. So we've... <laughs> some chocolate. Chocolate. Uh, that bit. Two tracks. We need two tracks from you. Music that we started this as like stuff that you listened to over lockdown, but that feels ages ago. So like two tracks that you're jamming with. You feel at the moment that I'm jamming with at the moment. Yeah. Mmm. Because we add it to that po- that playlist that everyone <laughs> listens to. <laughs> Did, we Did we do the playlist? Yeah, there's a playlist on Spotify. Is there? Yeah. That's how much I know about man podcast. <laughs> I'm right. just the voice. <laughs> Song number one. Amaray. Yeah. Oh, you can play it, yeah. Who um, played it as well last time? It was jokes. Um, Someone like shook sh- sh- their phone out as I plan it. <laughs> I, think it was the, I think it was uh, Masconada, wasn't it? Oh, it's Masconada Brothers, yeah. I do really like Doja Cat Woman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Have you done the TikTok dance? Oh, is there a TikTok dance? I don't do what? I don't oh, have TikTok. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Me I'll show you that after. No, because I just felt like during lockdown, TikTok was like became a bit too much, yeah. and I felt really old because I couldn't work out how to do all the effects and stuff. <laughs> so because of that, I was just like, "Well, fuck this! I'm not going to even have the app. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to rebel. Fuck gonna rebel. you!" Okay, so, so Doja Cat, woman, Doja Cat, one. woman, great choice. 
Hmm. <laughs> He's like, hmm. Hmm. And this was definitely a question that I saw on the list of questions. <laughs> so I should have actually prepared oh, myself. Oh, we prepared better. the questions? Oh, no, you didn't. Sorry, I lied. No, I didn't say records. anything. Yeah, we did. sitting right in front of me. <laughs> no, and let's go with Amaray. But I just need to remember that I get the right version of the song. I do so. <laughs> Right, you've been playing the bar. It's very pretty. I like the sound of that. Yeah. That's a, oh, are you actually adding it right now, Rob, to the playlist? No, I'm just on Spotify. Sad, sad, yeah, sad Girls Love Money. Love that one's cool. That's nice. Love that one. Um, so, a question for you. I'd love to know, for somebody that's like, you've grafted, babe, right? Mm-hmm. You've grafted, you've loved, you've lost, you've like, and now you're at a point where you're just, everything's coming together for you and you thoroughly deserve it. It's so like, it's Thank wonderful you. to get good people with good compasses and good hearts. And I go on about, I bang about all energy all the time. But it's true. Like, a lot of people in this industry just don't have it and they're fucking shady and they're bitches. And yeah. I will call you out for your bad behavior. <laughs> Trust me, one day I will be a big bitch and then you'll be like, oh shit, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> But the point is, who, who's like, who? What, what's been some of the struggles for you, you know, in this process to, to get to where you are today? And um, I'd love for you to share that. So any young musicians, artists, anyone that's in a creative industry who may be feeling like, fuck, this struggle is real. You know, what's what's some of the things that you face or what's one of those messages that you'd like to put out there to them? I feel like what have I struggled with? What, just in life? Well, or in work? I mean, it could be both. It could be life, but also created to this industry. Like, Okay, so when it comes to music and nightlife, I feel like there's gatekeepers of the scene. Yeah. You've mentioned that before. Yeah. Who We know who they are all too well. Yeah, if you basically don't fall underneath one of their umbrellas, you can't work. Or if you fall underneath that umbrella, you can't work for anybody else. How do you feel about that? I think that's very problematic. <laughs> and um, yeah, like you can't control or dictate my talent. So I just feel like, yeah, that's all really. Like, anyone that's that, what needs to be said on that, yeah, right? Yeah. And I feel like really and truly, we're all in the same business together. We all know how difficult it is. Yeah. And some of them are old as hell. So they should know. <laughs> they should Better. know how long it took for them to get there, like moments. So then, don't kind of like stand on the shoulders of other people to kind of stop them from coming up, yeah. or have them in your back pocket so that only you can use them. Mm. So I feel like it was like at the beginning, it was a lot of stuff like that, and I suppose the whole kind of like not like Black Lives Matter movement, but being like a young gay black guy in a very predominantly white gay scene. Um, you kind of like I kind of had to know where my place was in the pecking order, and but that's because I thought I kind of like bought into the pecking order. Do you get what I mean? Like, mm. I was kind of like this is my space, da, 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 mm. Mm. and I'll like take my crumbs as I mean and get given them, and then I kind of had to realize it's like do you know what like fuck this yes. like I was in my own things. I'm gonna create parties that are for my culture, and you either are on board or you're not. And anyone that I work with. I see, I see it as like, I can't throw Jungle Kitty without booking five or six other DJs and having hosts. So it's my event that I've created, but it's, we're a collective. Mm. It's not like, it's not all about me and then you're part of this party. Like, this is our party. Like, do you get what I mean? Mm. And that's how I try to make it. It's like, it's a family thing. And 
listen, if on that night you get another booking, go and get your coin. Like, at the end of the day, everyone needs to eat. And certain promoters ain't even paying you that much. Like, mm. paying you... 2010 prices in 2020 yeah, like they haven't realised about like do you get what I mean so I try to make sure that everybody gets paid good money I try to make sure that everybody knows that like yeah like you're as long as you're loyal to Jungle Kitty go and do whatever else you want to go and do because it's not up, it's not for me to dictate yeah. where you get your coins from and I feel like I, I just want to work with good people so that's what I've tried to push for and I just tried to push for as well like not tokenising I felt like I was always the token black boy mm. on a lot of lineups. So now I've like I would do lineups full of like just black queer DJs and a lot of girls as well, like black queer girls, just because mm. I feel like they don't get the same opportunities. Yeah. And I feel like I get so many opportunities at the moment. So it's like I don't want to be selfish. So even certain things I'd be like, no, do you know what? Like I feel like this is more appropriate for this person. Yeah. Like, do you get what I mean? And I feel like that's what we need to be like on the scene. As a collective. W- as a collective absolutely. of like what why do you think um why do you think oh, this feels like a really big question but why do you think tokenization happens and why do you think that there's certain promoters bookers who aren't booking black queer talent why like why do you think you like sort of tokenize in that way why do you think that happens i feel like i was that black I, how do i put that i feel like i was in a lot of different circles so I didn't just hang out on the black gay scene. I didn't just hang out with white gay boys. Mm. I kind of like, not spread myself in, but I I went wherever I wanted to go. Yeah. And I've always just been consistent with my person and my personality. So I feel like once I started getting into things, people just knew my name and was like, okay, we'll book him. And they didn't really maybe take the effort to see like beyond so, me. At certain points, I was just like, oh, you're just booking me because you need to feel... Like, like you yeah. have one black person on yeah. your lineup or whatever. Um, mm. I've, I'm trying to not do those type of events or those type of parties now. Like, do you mm. get what I mean? And I'm trying to like build up and kind of make um, black queer events as popular as mainstream yeah. events. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, and get them in the same venues. Oh my God, here comes the <laughs> again. Fanta. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like trying to get the, the same like, quality of venues and stuff well because works hello and you know what I've got to, do you know what i've got to pick up glenn fussell because oh, yeah. coming out of this pandemic he's had he's given me so many amazing opportunities and like yeah yeah again i'm just like i'm grateful for that and he's allowed me so like at each venue that we're doing on the tour jungle kitty has its own room and then i've been allowed i've been given a budget and i've, I've been able to like book that's incredible black queer talent to bring on because everyone knows think the pink but they've never been known to really be like black or urban yeah. or like do you know what i mean like they've kind of got their thing but I think obviously because of like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, everybody kind of like, you can see the brands that kind of actually took it on board and kept to their kind of like new mm. brand ethos of like yeah. trying to be more inclusive. And the ones that just put up, this said it for the sake of saying it at the mo- at that moment Change in time. Change the Instagram picture, I put up like a and put up a black square. Like actually, black square Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, yeah, I definitely dealt with a lot of kind of like, like you should know your place at the beginning of me doing that. And it caused me so, like my self-esteem was so bad at one point. So for ages I stopped doing club promotion and I was only DJing. Cause I felt like 
trying to battle some of the heavyweights. Mm. It wasn't worth it. And I was getting some like dodgy, shady emails. If people saw some of the emails I used to get sent from certain people, yeah, like, I'd be like, wow. Really? Yeah. I could get people cancelled, babes. Oh my God, <laughs> let's get them cancelled. <laughs> People need to like the, um, Honestly they do affect And, and they don't realise They've actually power The weight that they have mm-hmm. And the, the the effect that that has On mental well-being Yeah like, that, I was going about to say that That is as well. the main bottom line Like mental well-being Whatever the thing is It actually really affects people I think growing up as well Because there wasn't that much Black representation of queer, pe- queer bodies mm. Growing up I kind of like associated myself a lot with white gay men Mm. and I didn't really embrace the black gay scene as much as what I should have done or I don't know like it was it was a weird one I feel like for a minute I definitely went through some type of like kind of like identity issue crisis not like body dysmorphia as well like really bad because obviously like the whole gay scene is all about like you've got to be like a certain look certain weight Snore. Ah, uh, snore. Like, do you know what I mean? And if you don't tick those boxes, you're not. You don't get your gay badge. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of us spend so much of us, especially yeah. like our teens and our twenties, trying to assimilate to look like a certain type of like gay image. Well, that's like what it's what Aaron Porter said in the first series as well. Mm. Um, you know, it was the same for him. He felt like he didn't see anyone in when he was growing up around him. That looked was, like him. I think his words were straight up, straight down. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he's described the white man, straight up, straight down. But they, you know, they were straight up, straight down. And Aaron is coverlicious. Yeah, like, she got curves. She got salacious. Oh my god, that word. <laughs> she got yeah. booty. Um, yeah. So I feel like those are the kind of things that I struggled with. But I suppose I've just tried to keep it myself always like positive. I've got like a strong group of friends, and yeah. my friends are kind of like the people that I was hanging around with like 10, 15 years ago the same people that I'm pretty much with now like I know a lot of people but my actual circle is the same circle so I feel like consistency has been important and having like a tight like they're not even just my friends they're like my family like do you know what yeah. I mean like your gay family chosen family your chosen family and I feel like that's been the most important thing because they've always kept me I'm quite a sensitive person or and I'm quite a deep thinker so I can like when's uh, your birthday? November okay but my moon is Capricorn and my rising is Gemini. Mm. Crazy. I don't understand any of it. <laughs> ah, well, I guess that brings our show to a close. <laughs> oh, oh my God, that went really quickly. Yeah, you've been talking for 60 oh minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> you have been fucking taking is a breath. 60 minutes. Listen, what we doing now? We go to chicken shop, yeah? What, on on this flyover? On this flyover to Heathrow? We record in this bougie house in the middle of Surhut. <laughs> no, it's in the house of fucking nowhere. But part it, royal. It's part Jesus. royal. Yeah. Oh, take us an hour, get home. Do you know what I really fancy now? Where do you both live? Um, I live in Angel. Oh, Kennington. So Kennington. Oh, you're South, you're South East boy. I'm going to Chelsea now to DJ. <laughs> oh, oh, With a load oh, of Chelsea wankers. Say, oh, it's oh, literally, oh. literally made in Chelsea. Yeah, I've got to go right now. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, the made in Chelsea lot. That's where I'm going right now. Oh, bad and bougie. Oh, so I should have worn something cute. I could have come out with Oh, my God. You can come with me if you want to. It's like tragic, but like, it's Wrap money, up the podcast, honey. babes. Wrap up the podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, Mark, Ashley Dupay, we love you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. And um, yeah, I definitely want to come back because I feel like we've got so much more to talk 
talk about. Well, you've just invited yourself back, so I guess we'll yeah, see I you am. for series three. Is that is this the end of series two? This is well towards the end of series two. Okay. Yeah, we have got a few more belters coming in as well. Finale. You're gonna love the next ones. Okay. You're one of the finales, though. Okay. And then um, we'll bring your tree back for series three. Oh my god! And we can talk about Kitties. and Jungle Kitty. Yeah. Cool. I would have been on tour by then, so I can tell you all that stuff. Oh we can god. talk about our night in Bristol. Yeah, we're gonna get gonna totally come. mash up I'll wait for that one by then. Okay. Yeah, we're going. Yeah. Let's do it. Love it. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye.